What's going on? Sweat It Out is sponsored by Ice Shaker, the ultimate bottle for living an active and healthy lifestyle. You see, Ice Shaker is the perfect bottle for keeping your drinks hot or cold and blending powders on the go. It was created by Chris Gronkowski and invested in by Mark Cuban, so you all know it's legit. So please, we encourage you guys to go check them out at iceshaker.com and use our coupon code SWEATITOUT for $5 off your first purchase of $25 or more. If you guys know us, you know we're not here to push products that aren't going to benefit your life. If we use it, we want you guys to use it because we know it's going to bring a lot of value. And there's no better bottle than Ice Shaker. Another thing, guys, both Josh and I, we live in Miami. And you know that's a very hot city. So it's super important for us to keep our drinks cold at all time. So for those who live in hot cities as well, you know what we're going through. One more time, check them out at iceshaker.com and use coupon code SWEATITOUT for $5 off your first purchase of $25 or more. Boom. If you guys are like us, you know how hard it is to find the perfect pair of workout gear. That's why we want to introduce you to 10,000. 10,000 is a no BS, no gimmick company with no endless scrolling through indistinguishable products. We understand how overwhelming it can be to have to scroll through a mindless amount of products and colorways when you're trying to pick the perfect fit for you. 10,000 has pared back their line to just the essentials, creating a system of gear that's perfectly designed for all the ways you train. Check them out at 10,000.cc and use the code SWEATEDOUT for 15% off your order. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Sweat It Out podcast. Today's special guest is someone who's on a mission to helping people reach their potential through group fitness. He is a doctor in physical therapy, and he's the founding instructor of Antidote Fitness Lab down in Pinecrest. We dove into some interesting topics, speaking about quality group fitness, assessing, connecting with people, and delivering high-quality workouts. For today's guest, we have Dr. Juan Guzman. It's time to sweat it out with Anthony Mendez and Josh Evans. What is up, everybody? We are back on the Sweat It Out podcast, and today we have a special guest, Juan Guzman. How's it going, brother? What's, What's up, up, man? Everything's good. You know, staying busy, doing nothing. How you been? I've been good, man. Been busy, but uh, definitely trying to get used to everything going on right now, but different times causes you to pivot, and, and we're working through it. Yeah, you got to be resilient. Got to adjust and uh, and kind of take what's coming at us. I guess, right? For sure, for sure. I definitely, we could say here that um, you know, everybody we speak with, you know, we hear a, a, somewhat of a little story of of their experience of how they're handling, you know, the situations that you know we're facing today. You know, both you know in a, in a negative, positive way, and how we can shift that. So you know, hearing that perspective from everybody's end is definitely something interesting. Um, but moving aside from that, I really want to start things off and set the tone with getting to know you better and being able to understand Juan and where he started his journey and how that how that journey brought you to be who you are today as a successful individual um, and being able to dive into those obstacles and successes along the way. So um, the floor is yours. Um, cool. and let's let's get everybody going and excited. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, a lot of it, well, right now I'm currently a doctor of physical therapy, graduated in 2018. Um, I currently work as a master fitness instructor for Antidote Wellness Labs. I work at Barry's Boot Camp as well on the beach um, down by where I live. I live on South Beach right now. Where in and, South Beach are um, you? You work at the one right in Sunset Harbor? Are you? No, yeah. He, he's a okay, I, South Beach. I used to be right. I used to train at Shift. I used to train my clothes oh, really? at Shift. Yeah, I was nice. there for like two years. 
Yeah. Yeah, I live I live right next to Yardbird. It's like the best and worst thing ever. Okay, yeah, I'm off of well, I guess maybe we shouldn't. I'm gonna I'm I'm off of West Ave. I don't wanna like get my address when we're gonna be on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Eventually you'll see me at Yardbird at some point. You just gotta hang out there for Okay. Long. I don't know, man. That food that food is greasy as fuck. I can't that shit tears me apart, dude. I can't I mean for me every every once in a while it's great. When I got when I first moved in there, I would eat there like once or twice a week. Ah, uh, damn, uh, dude, damn! Yeah. You must have you must have the most resilient gut of all time. I go there dude, just sorry. smelling the food, driving by there. I'm like, oh, I remember. It is good. It the, is good. The anyone. Last time I went there, no lie, I remember this was like I think like a year and a half, two years ago. It was for uh -huh. a, I think it was for one of Jenny's one of Jenny's friends' birthday parties. Um, yeah. Literally, I went home and had the worst shits of life. Everyone on YouTube, the <laughs> sexiest I've, I've man alive fine. over here. I've been fine. I've been good. <laughs> yeah, I do have a resilient But it guy. is, I love the food. I'm not saying I don't love the food. I'm just saying I, I just, I did have the worst shits. <laughs> I, you're in, you're in like, uh, you're like by energy where energy meditation used to be. Like on that yeah, side? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, yeah, did you yeah. ever go there? You ever go to like those classes there? No, I've, I've, I've been there for like about a year and a half. Okay. But yeah, I've mainly stuck around because I usually, I play volleyball. Okay. Uh, so you're down at the courts all the time? Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. I mean, not not as of recent, but yeah. Right, right. I'm They're closed still. They're so close. Been closed for like almost four or five months now. What a travesty, man! Dude, it's been insane. I literally moved to the beach to play often, and like I haven't been able to play. I'm very upset. Bad timing. But, uh, do, <laughs> yeah, but I've literally been driving up to uh, to Pompano and driving up to Delray to train with my coach up there, and then uh, I'm not. I just drove up to Delray this weekend to play. So, nice. But it's been nice. Yeah. So. Going back to, I know we, we yeah, sorry, went off tangent, yeah, we but I love it. I mean, I, I, sorry. I, I, Anytime I, someone's I, on South <laughs> Beach, I'm like, hey, hey. <laughs> South Beach, Syracuse, you name it, running. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm the <laughs> fucking king runner over here. Oh, yeah, yeah. man. But uh, just to, you know, bring things back, I want to see, um, you know, tell us again, you know, you said South Beach, you know, from where all this started and, and how oh, this yeah, grew sure. into into fruition. Um, I mean, from, so, so where I am now is kind of like, I guess I wanted to start from where I am now and then like work my way backwards. But like, really I'm just sitting here where I am right now. And, and at antidote wellness labs, it's like, uh, it's right up the street from where I first started working. It's a, it's a real small rinky dink type gym, um, right here in the same Sunnyland Plaza. It's called Pinecrest health and fitness. Um, it was great people. Awesome. Like homey family type environment. And I really loved it. Um, and I was like 18 at the time I started wow. working front desk. And um, I kind of just tried to level up from there. I saw the trainers working with people. I saw one-on-one -on -one sessions going on. I saw spinning going on. And I was like, you know, this seems like it's something fun. It's something active. It's something that, you know, you're helping people, helping them get better, stronger, healthier. Um, and it's something that I kind of want to be involved with. Uh, and I was actually in college going for school for my nutrition and dietetics degree. And so that's my, my undergrad, it's, it's my Bachelor of Science in Dietetics and Nutrition, but I decided not to continue the path for my RD, but go along with physical therapy. Uh, but yeah, I, I became a personal trainer in 2012, 2012. so I've been, I've been training for like eight years, nine years now. Amazing. And then when I was 21, I ended up quitting Pinecrest Health and Fitness after three years and, and joining Orange Theory Fitness. And I was an Orange Theory instructor throughout the rest of my undergrad degree and um in between my undergrad and grad school uh there was about a year and a half where i wasn't in school and i was just working on the grind and it was pretty good i was teaching 20 something classes a week doing personal training clients um i would have like maybe i'd work like 30 40 hours a week and and be making quite a bit but i knew that i didn't have all the knowledge that i wanted um because people would ask me hey i have a knee injury i have a back injury i have this this and this and like my go-to was like, oh, if you have a knee injury, let's not do a squat. Let's do bicep curls. Like, let's do this instead. Like, let's adjust here. And I didn't feel like I was well enough prepared to handle those situations when they came to me um, until I, I went into PT school and I got into PT school. But even then, I mean, I had my, my NSCA cert. Uh, that's the, the original one that I, that I, that I pursued. And, and I thought that I knew a lot about biomechanics and I thought that I knew a lot about you know, muscles. And I thought I knew a lot about joints and all that stuff. And don't, we that, don't we all, <laughs> don't we all, 
my first year of PT school, I was like, I don't know shit. That's how I felt. I That's how I, I felt when I went, when I started my yeah. master's program. Same thing. I was Dude, like, man, crazy. I feel like I know nothing compared to all these people. What was I doing at Syracuse? Just par- partying. partying. Dude, what, yeah. What's your background? I have my master's in exercise science and health promotion. Oh, my yeah, concentration exactly. is like corporate health promotion, though, because I, gotcha, I, gotcha. I worked in the, the strength conditioning uh, facility at Syracuse. In Syracuse. Yeah. And also at FAU where I got my master's. Yeah, exactly. So like going in, you're like, oh man, I feel like, oh, I'm in the master's program. They like, they picked me because I know something. And then like, yeah, you, get nah, in, you don't like, know shit. You're kind of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're kind of. <laughs> I literally was like sitting in the back, like, man, these kids are a lot smarter than I am. I got a long way to go. <laughs> but it's good. It gave you something to like grind for. Like, yeah. That's super important for me. It's like not, I never, ever want to feel like I'm the smartest person in the room because you're in the wrong room. Number one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You're, you're never going to develop any further and that's where you're going to get stuck. And so um, that's kind of where I, where I felt with, with PT school was like getting in there and, and learning much more about, about the human body and about physiology and about um, how you put it all together and help people through injury and how you pe- help people perform better um, because that's kind of my passion. And so if I, if I have the confidence that PT school gave me and I have the humility to say that I don't know everything all the time and continue to research, I think I'm on the right track to just continue to, to – to become better in my profession um, and personal life and a lot of stuff too. And that's kind of like the, the mindset that I have it's when great it comes that you to everything that, that I pursued. So yeah. how has, you know, after all the years of schooling and now that you've, you know, you've been in the field for a while, like really hands-on uh, with the people at Antidote, what is your philosophy on, on training now and how has that changed since, you know, when you first entered the industry? So when I first entered back uh, when I first entered group fitness in the industry, um, cause I, I owned my own practice for about a year and, and some change before I started doing this, uh, antidote and developing coaches and turning them into, uh, I guess what ideally I would want a coach to be. If I were the physical therapist and I was seeing a, a patient who came to me and let's say they, they did group fitness, like they did antidote or they did group, um, or they did berries or they did, uh, any of these kinds of classes that you have going on. I think that group fitness is a, a great incentivizer for people like i myself don't even like working out by myself anymore i enjoy a group atmosphere no no worries i enjoy a group atmosphere he he was unfazed by the way men didn't even move (laughs) i I have like i have like the worst i have like the worst i sneeze all the time (laughs) especially nowadays people are like oh fuck i literally i didn't i literally didn't know that happened until you went back and said excuse me i was like okay you just he's so focused man he's so focused you know it's the beard it's the beard keeps him keeps him locked in legitimate um so i think that group fitness is a great outlet for people and it's a great way to keep people uh moving and that's, that's when it comes down to is, is health is movement. If you stop moving, you become stagnant. If you become yes. stagnant, you become unhealthy. If you become unhealthy, like all this shit's going to pile up on you. It's a huge domino effect. So why not have somebody do something that they like to do and teach them how to do it safely? Mm-hmm. So a lot of my PT, like I would give discounts to people that would come in and they are, were members of a gym facility, like a group fitness facility, because I encouraged it. Um, and having the background, knowing what these programs went into, like knowing what went into barriers, knowing what went into Orange Theory, knowing what goes into uh, camps or any other kind of group fitness facility and, and being embedded in it um, allowed me an advantage, I think, over other PTs because I would say, you know, when this program comes up on the screen at like Orange Theory or something, when this program comes on the screen and you see this exercise, I want you to do this instead up until I can get you to do this safely and then you can progress to doing that. Um, and so having that like, understanding what their base was, what their push, what their all out was, all that stuff, and being able to regress them back to something that was doable, but not stop them from doing something that was keeping them moving. You know, because um, certain PTs or certain professionals will tell you, hey, uh, if you have an injury, take, you know, two months off or take six weeks off or take four weeks off. And what the person does is they're like, they become discouraged and they just, either they completely stop coming to see you as their, uh, as their primary care or they come, they stop seeing you as their, physical therapist and they just kind of do their own thing and like say you know pt is not worth it mm-hmm. or they have these bad misconceptions about really what what our knowledge is or what our background is because they never give us a chance because we never gave them a chance exactly. um so i think being embedded in that program or being embedded uh in group fitness while doing pt is something that's super important to me. so i want to ask you um you know bringing that up which i think is you know definitely important for people wanting to enjoy what they're doing but obviously in a, in a safe environment what were some of the conversations that you were having? You know, like you mentioned, you know, people from the Orange Theories, the Barry Coop boot camps, 
you know, separating separating yourself apart, still offering a group style setting. You know, I know you guys and Anta do, you know, do a great job. What are some of these conversations that you have with your clients and leads um, to show them the importance of, you know, still having that group environment fun and being able to enjoy what they're doing, but yet understanding that there's certain things in place that need to be able to take, um, you know, practiced in order to then move forward and be able to do uh -oh. more advanced stuff, um, knowing that in some other group, not, you know, not, not, I'm not here trying to bash on people, but knowing that many sure. group exercise places out there, um, yeah. <laughs> don't do that, you know? And, yeah, um, yeah. I, I know because I, you know, I've taken some of your classes at Anadoe. I've, you know, I held uh event there, you know, so I see what you guys are doing and, you know, there's a difference, you know, how, how have you guys been able to, bring that onto people and make them understand and make them realize this is why this is important instead of just grabbing somebody and throwing them in a random class. Correct. Um, I think being able to speak with uh, the owners of the gym and, and, and they've given me, thank God, a lot of uh, freedom with how I choose to train the instructors that are here. And um, me and Danny DeLarco, we work very hand in hand on, on programming for the client. So like any class that you do when you come into antidote wellness labs is curated by a physical therapist and someone who is very good at inspiring people, uh, which is Danny. And we're both as a team, we work really well training our trainers to relay that same message to our clients and our members. Um, so although we want you to push yourself to new levels, we want you to find new strengths. We want you to find that inner strength to, to pull it out of you. Once you're, once you're in there, um, we think that being able to communicate that message in a safe manner is, is super important. So every trainer that I have become an instructor here or have a coach here, uh, they have to go through a process with, with me and Danny on, on how to relay messages. Cause we're not the type of coaches that will tell you, push yourself, push yourself, push yourself. Don't stop. Ignore the pain, ignore the pain, ignore the pain, go, 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 go. Uh, but we calculate the words and we calculate the messages that we're trying to convey to our members. Um, and in our group trainings and in our continuing education with our instructors, which happen uh, monthly or bi-monthly, uh, we, we stress that so much. And we do workshops continually to do workshops with our new equipment, with our sandbags that we got going on Amazing. now, with the boxing we got going on now, with the climbers we got. How do you get somebody who's on a climber and they're feeling like their lower back is kind of starting to get fatigued or something like that? Is it that they're doing the exercise incorrectly or they're doing the climber incorrectly? Or are they holding a certain position that is causing their back to get fatigued because their lower back muscles are not strong enough or don't have the endurance to maintain that position properly for as long as they're trying to hold it? So is it just a small little light bulb that has to turn on for the, for the member? And you as an instructor, as a coach, have to be able to tease that out of somebody. For sure. And that can only happen if you, if you have the tools that are appropriate, which is why I, I love the position that I hold here at Antidote. It's, it's like people ask me because they understand that I, I have not only the experience coming from teaching over 5,000 group classes, um, so I have the experience of how to convey the message to multiple different peoples and populations, but I also have the knowledge behind it from going to physical therapy school for three years, you know? I can, and so I can I can combine both uh, my PT background and and my group fitness background and mesh it into one. I think we can all agree that you know group fitness has taken a huge uh, shift in the industry, and that's something that you know has really blown up. Where even now during times like this, you're still seeing a lot of um, online group classes, online zooms, um, yeah. you know, online online fitness in groups. So group fitness has truly you know taken a huge shape in the way we've we've grown in the industry, but we've always seen a, a, a backlash of, you know, underperformance or injuries or not the quality of value being driven in these group classes. Cause it is, it is harder to, to do, or it's just the lack of knowledge. So, you know, the fact that you brought up about communicating with your, with, with your, your, your clients constantly and, and the people coming into the gym and then also to taking them through these trainings with the equipment you have, you know, seeing that you guys take your time to do that, I think that's also part that separates you guys from other, you know, group fitness classes where, you know, you're just thrown in, you know, a coach is just telling you one time, hey, this is how you're, this is what you're going to do, shows you once, yeah, and that's it, it you know, yeah. and then there's no yeah. constant communication. When do you see usually group group um, settings um, in big gyms 
sit down with your clients the way I've seen, because I've seen you guys do it, you know, sit down and actually speak to them and educate them and communicate with them and take your time to do that, you know. So I think that's a, a, a great way um, to, be, to be able to lead the industry in, in the group fitness aspect and drive more value um, as well. So I, I definitely, yeah. uh, I see that tremendously, which is great. Well, I think, yeah. I think too, you know, and I, I've been saying this for years is like, you know, anyone can progress an exercise, right? Like it's not, yep. it's not that hard to make a, a movement more difficult Harder. for, for someone, especially with the populations that we tend to work with in Miami, you know, for lack of a better term, you know, uh, sometimes they're, you know, motor morons. They, you know, they really don't know how to move their bodies. And, you know, a lot of them are either, you know, out of shape and it's, it's evident to see, or they have that like, you know, skinny on the outside fat on the inside type type look right where like they they might they might look healthy yeah they might look healthy but 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 really you know you and i and and mendez like having a trained eye uh make it very easy to tell like that they're actually untrained you know um whereas like a good coach or, or a great coach right really has a plethora of regressions in their toolbox, like you were saying, right? So, like, if yeah. something is too hard, if a climber is too hard, or if, you know, this push-up variation is too hard, how do we break it down so that it's something that's manageable for everyone to do without feeling, especially when you're talking about these big group classes, right? Like 30, 40, 50, you know, some of the ones that we have, I'm sure you guys have monster ones too, where it's like 80, 100 people. Like, I want everyone to still feel like they're getting the same workout, even if they're not all at the same level. Right. So like, how do you make, how do you make, if someone can do a kettlebell swing and five other people can't, how do you make that adjustment, you know, in order to make those five people that can't do the kettlebell swing feel like the couple of people who can do the kettlebell swing. Right. And, and that's really what I think makes a really good coach, especially when you start talking about group fitness is like making sure that the experience is the same for everyone. Group fitness is inclusive. Group fitness has to be inclusive. Right. If if you make it if you make it too difficult or you make a, a, a movement way too complicated, you're making it exclusive and you're and you're automatically shutting out eighty percent of the population just to throw out a random number. This is research fact. But like yeah, yeah. You know, you're, yeah. you're literally you're literally saying, Hey, if you can't do this, uh, either learn how to do it or like Get out tough luck. Yeah. Like yeah, that's not the way that it is. You For need sure. to, you need to be able to regress things back down. Um, right. and that's where, that's where having that, that breadth of knowledge is important. And that's where these continuing education goes. Right. Um, I mean, I, I literally start off when we do like a sandbag clean or something like that. We just did this in the last workshop. It's like, Hey, what if somebody can't do a sandbag clean? Well, they can do a deadlift and they can do a squat, right? So why can't they just do five squats and five deadlifts? They're still getting the same kind of volume. Um, and they're working their way up to doing components or you're mm-hmm. breaking down the clean into different components and, and you're making it very doable for somebody else. Right. Now, one thing about antidote wellness labs, it's good is that we divide people into almost like segments or like sections. Um, Mendez, you saw the, the most recent class that you took with the boxing yes. included. That's like the yes. 2.0 version. So like when people were actually on the fitness floor, I took the booty class the too. Of course yeah, he did. Of course he did. He, he kind of needs great. to work on that though. You that know, it's great. like, the quads are filled out. The quads are filled yeah, out in these sweatpants, but the backside, yeah. it's all wallet. It's all wallet back there. Yeah. He's not sliding off the chair. I don't, I don't know. You, you, should, you should ask Jenny. Uh, I don't know. This booty's pretty strong. Yeah. Um, so, Lots of hip so extension. Like, <laughs> the, uh, the class is actually divided to where it becomes more manageable for the coach. Prior to this uh, switch that we did with our with our – our group fitness, we would have, you know, 20 people lined up all doing the same thing. And it's very difficult to correct uh, the person all the way in one corner versus the other. Now I have them all in, in a smaller group and I can actually reach multiple people much faster, uh, which is, which is great. Um, and now, the new way that we do it, you know, having worked for, you know, big group fitness companies like Barry's with like antidote, right. Where, you know, you can deal with smaller client, client, uh, client groups compared to, you know, Barry's, yeah, on the beach, I'm pretty sure what you can fit like 40, 45 people in there, you know? Yeah, yeah, you can, 50. Do you, do you see more benefit in like the smaller? Because I, I feel like a, a lot of gyms, especially smaller, you know, mom and pop, like, you know, brick and mortar gyms are, are using small group training more than ever, right? Compared to before it was just pack them in and, and, yeah. and turn yeah. them out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you find that, that there's more benefit? I mean, obviously with the big group classes, you know, you have all of that energy, you, you know, the music's loud, you know, 
there's chaos everywhere. So it's just kind of easy for people to feel yeah, comfortable. Chaos. Yeah. Organized pe- chaos. People, yeah. I feel like people feel more comfortable in there because if they don't know something, they can kind of just like, you know, hide in the back. Whereas the small group classes, like regardless, you're up in the forefront. Yeah. Um, so you, you're always, you always kind of have eyes on you, especially if there's a couple of coaches around. So do you, do you feel like you found more benefit with the members at Antidote uh, in the smaller group setting or, you know, do you so, think? So Antidote in itself is, is like when we don't have this class capacity of 50%, we can fit 40 people in there. Right. Uh, but the whole concept is there's a couple of people, sorry, half the class is doing cardio and the other half is doing the strength, but they're okay. doing slightly different things. So like for a, a punch day, like the day that you came, Mendez is, uh, People are doing boxing. That's generally something that you're not going to hurt yourself with unless you're really trying to throw haymakers, and in which case that's not the best way. And you'll notice really quick with these heavy bags that we have, a haymaker is not the way to go. <laughs> so, uh, a couple you, of broken knuckles later. Yeah, something like that. You, you really don't want to do that. Uh, and so you really just focus on the form for 10 people, which is which is uh-huh. great. Or now it's five people because it's 20 that we, that we can fit in there for 50%. Right. Um, so that's been a, a lot easier for me to correct form, very easy for me to like spot things very quickly. And nobody can really hide behind the other person. Right. People find the benefit of that, but it's kind of uh, what model your business has, right? So like right. if, let's say no COVID exists and we're back to 100% capacity, um, I've heard pluses and minuses of the big group setting. I have heard, you know, people wanting to, to step back and maybe like they'll go a little slower because the trainer's not really going to catch them cheating or catch them going slower. Uh but I've also heard the negatives of that, where they feel like the trainer's not even paying attention to them. The trainer can't spot them. The trainer can't see if they're doing that lunge correctly. They can't see if they're doing, uh, if they have the proper form for that chest press or that snatch. You know, like you're doing snatches, 50 people in a room. It's, oh, it's tough. so hard. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. tough. Very difficult. You know, unless the push is going fairly, fairly light, where they're not going to injure themselves doing something wrong. If they're going with a 50 pound dumbbell, that's a little bit like they need to know how to do that. That's a solid snatch. That's a solid. That's a very solid. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Um, so that's, it's kind of where, where it goes back to. It's like group fitness is great in small groups because you can give that personalized attention. You correct people. You can cue people. Hey, adjust your knee. Hey, put more weight into your big toe. I can see that your shoes lifted up here on that side. Like mm-hmm. I can do that very easily, very quickly with a small group setting with a group fitness where it's 25 people doing the same movement. I can only say that I can verbalize it to the group as a whole, but I can't really, get to each person individually and do that which is where the downside might be but it's my responsibility it's your due diligence as a coach to understand what the most common mistakes are going to be for what kind of exercise you're prescribing at that moment and say the common correction for that common mistake um if you don't say it then you've done your you've done a disservice to the people that you're coaching for sure so i want to i want to dive in a little bit now that we've been talking about the coaches and the trainers um what is your way or your system that you guys are coaching and developing these, you know, these successful trainers and coaches to be able to be spot on, to be able to, you know, be attentive to this group setting class? Because I know it's not always the easiest thing to, you know, mold everybody, but, you know, it is definitely possible, especially if you have good leaders like yourself to be able to coach these coaches. So I appreciate that. Of course, man. You know, I see it (laughs) firsthand. Um so what are you guys doing there? Like how, I, I know you guys take them through a process, but how does that process look like? And you know, what's the feedback from that you get from your coaches and what's the feedback you get from your, from your clients um, about your coaches, you know, with, so, with the way that you guys do things. I mean, we have excellent coaches here that are, that are trained up from, I mean, we've had like the girl that I was just training right now. Um, we just taught her first mock class. We, we train coaches on how to deliver a workout. You know, delivering the workout is number one. If you can't deliver a workout and, and you know, as a coach, four oh, yeah. modalities, yeah, four modalities at once, this, this workout is very hard to coach. Uh, it takes a very special person to be able to time four different things and be able to be on point with each one of those things. <clears throat> once we get you to that base level, that like qualifies you to then be able to teach as a sub. From that sub, then you have to train higher level. So I, I go in to teach a lot more of those softer skills like, like being personable, the softer skills about uh, being able to correct somebody but without making them feel like shit, like things like that, that'll build somebody up while you're breaking them down. Cause you also have to be able to bring people down from 
thinking that they can do more than what they really can do. Cause you've obviously had that experience in, in group fitness where someone's like thinking that they're killing it, but you're really doing that deadlift like shit. You're really yeah. like repping it for out sure. way too quick. And your back has been rounded for the last 18 reps, you know, like yeah. chill out, pull back, but you have to be able to run into those situations. And, and based on the experience that I've had over the past eight years of coaching, I've, I've dealt with that. I've dealt with being able to talk somebody up when they need to be talked up so they can feel empowered after a class, even though they maybe not, maybe they didn't work out that well that class. Maybe they didn't have such a great class, but they're going to come back to that next class if you empower them enough to feel like they did a good job. Um, and then you also have to take that person who <clears throat> comes in from a, a different kind of background where they think they're hot shit and you got to break them down and understand that your training program is slightly different and they have to adjust their, their intensities so that they're able to last and make it through because you're not training the same systems with different workouts. You're training different mm -hmm. systems. Um, so uh, having that background and having that understanding of what system you're training and then what system the person's coming from and being able to mold that into something that can mesh well is how you become or, or how you become an excellent coach because you're getting someone who doesn't necessarily believe in your system of training to then buy into it Yep. because you're using stuff that they're love already that. used to you're using stuff that they're already like in love with and you're introducing something brand new. You're just finding that, that mix. Um, and I've done that so many times over the years that, that I can give people firsthand examples and they can role play and we can mm -hmm. go from there. Now, I feel like, especially in group fitness, I used to teach group fitness at anatomy, uh, when I first left Equinox and, you know, it was a great experience. I, I definitely learned a lot about, you know, how to handle big coaching groups. I mean, I had done it when I worked in, in, you know, the strength labs, but a little different with athletes because, yeah, you know, when you're working with people that are paying you, you, like you said, you kind of got to give them some of the stuff that they like when you're working with athletes, like, all right, shut up. This is the work that we're doing. All right, now do it and get out of here, right? It like, works. I mean, if you're not like that, they'll walk all over you sometimes. So oh, that's what we gotta do. sometimes, all the time, all, all, the, all the time. This guy tells me stories. Uh, but you know, yeah, yeah. I I think in in the you know general population group fitness world, there's been, and I'm glad that you're mentioning the things that you've been mentioning about you know, the coaching cues and you know regressions and progressions and how to make everyone feel balanced because. A lot of the times nowadays, I feel like it's it, people put too much emphasis on like the music and the experience, and they tend to forget that the programming, the workout itself is the experience, you know, like they're so focused on making sure that everyone is happy and having fun, which is super important, but they forget the fact that people came to work out, you yeah. know, like they came to get a good workout and feel good and not necessarily like yeah, they want to sweat and, and burn a lot of calories and do that, but not get the shit beat out of them, you know, like be yeah. able to come back the next day. So, so yeah, that's, that's the whole, that's the whole objective and, and being able to, so when we first opened up at Antidote, it was, it was much different. Every coach was able to design their own workouts. We had a template, we had a layout of how things were supposed to be. And we found after a while, that's, that's the way it was. Our utilization was fairly low. We found that with being able to program things to be smart, you know, they understand that on Monday, they're not going to be going heavy on weights because we have full body. So like full mm -hmm. body day, you're going to go lighter to medium weights. You're not going to kill your legs. You're not going to kill your arms because Tuesday, guess what? You're doing upper body mm -hmm. on Tuesday. Guess what? I am doing strength. I am asking for eight reps. I am asking for heavy. Like I don't need your arms to be exhausted from yesterday right. for you to like try to go heavy the next day. You're just going to like obliterate yourself. Mm -hmm. So what's a way to drive utilization is, is having smart programming. Right. Once you have that programming laid out, we have a great blueprint, which is what me and Danny work on so diligently. Um, and what we worked on during COVID, we, we designed so many, so many programs over COVID. Um, and, and now we're just kind of putting everything together to make sense. And, and so um, once you have that blueprint, you're solid. All the trainers are coaching smart. All the trainers are coaching what you're asking them to coach. Then you move on to the entertainment value because, yes, the workouts can be great. But honestly, man, if, if you're not entertained, you're not going to come back. For so sure. And I, and I want sure. to stop it right yeah. there for a sec, just because, you know, for me experiencing, I definitely want to say and bring that up. You know, you, you've guys done a great job, you know, being able to add value on the workout aspect, yet keep it entertaining. Like I felt I was like, holy shit, I'm in a party right now, but I'm yeah. getting tons of value from this party. I'm not just partying to party. I'm partying, getting value. So, you know, Correct. at the same time, you know, I'm I'm there, you know, and even me as a coach, I'm like listening to what you're saying, 
the whole time how you're in, you engage with the class yet you're making it fun the you know the lights yeah. the music the interaction the way that the whole setup goes in it's just very it flows very well and then you yeah. know i feel like i'm just having a great experience over, overall so you know i definitely got to give it to you guys it's very unique what you guys are doing at antidote because you know as much as yeah there's other places that have the lights have the this have the that but i think the overall experience not many people are are fully embodying that somewhere else where I feel like at Antidote, you know, you guys are, are giving that. And, you know, even from the moment you walk in through the doors, you're not, not for anything, but the design, the sleekness yeah. to it, the edge to yeah. it, the modern to it, the, yeah. the detail to it. I think it's just all that speaks uh, attention, connection, awareness, value from the moment you walk in there to the attention that you get with a coach at the front desk. And, you know, you guys, you guys hold assessments. You guys do certain yeah, testing. Yeah, so like that's another like, thing. Like, like you're, Equinox we've been does talking about fitness lab, level. like fitness lab, this entire time. Yeah. yeah. But like what Wellness Labs is is like three three components. Like I'm literally sitting. I don't know if you guys. It's like relax, recharge, rejuvenate. Oh, that's sick. We, we got <laughs> we got one we got one coming in one's soon. Coming Gonna be put right that's here. Perfect. Neon yeah. Neon is all the really yeah. And, so the new rage. It's yeah. a new rage. But look look, I'm literally like I'm next to recovery boots. Like Great. we have we have. There are guns up here. Like we have all our equipment. Our infrared saunas are over here. Dope. Like honestly, like this is our recovery lab, and, and we stress recovery more than anything. But we are like a wellness concept, you know. Like mm -hmm. I, I would, I would show you outside right now for the metabolic lab. We put people up and they do metabolic carts. We put people up and they do. You got people on like the real VO two. One hundred percent. Oh yeah. yeah. Dude, they got the those are brutal. Those are brutal, man. I'm su I'm surprised. Like you have a lot of people signed up, right, ready to go. They're like excited some about people, that. Some people do sub max, sub max tests. Okay. Some people do. I did a max test. Okay. Because you know, you like it's it's test. super uncomfortable, right? And like very unattractive. It's not, it's and you're not like, that bad. It's you not that bad. no, I mean it's not it's not bad if you're if you're yeah. used to it, but like the first time it can be like a very over. Right. You know, you have to wear like the backpack on and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. you like take the mask off. All this drools coming out of your mouth. You know, you're like, oh, is anyone watching me? I hope there's no girls over here. Like. Yeah. <laughs> but um but yeah we, we do all that stuff to, to make something just a program that's really personalized to you great and off that you see like whether or not you're burning your calories from from fat from carbs at rest awesome. or at, during work and and we teach you how to shift those ratios so you're not like constantly just trying to figure out hey why am i not losing weight hey why am i not performing the way that i need to mm. hey is it because you're not breathing correctly is it because you're breathing all from your pectorals your accessory muscles and you're not doing anything from your diaphragm what kind of breathing exercises can you do to help you flip that ratio up so that when we do your assessment again in, or your reassessment in six weeks, eight weeks, like your ratios are not the same and you're not stagnant. You're seeing improvements and you're seeing Definitely. hard data mm -hmm. that tell you exactly what you need. And I think it's that attention to detail in a group environment, you know, in a, in a, in a fitness facility that offers that in a group setting it, it you don't see that often you don't see that no. often in many other locations almost never i, I don't even know who to so name important. you know it's yeah. only you guys right now so <laughs> you know i think that's something that really separate separate separates you guys apart from the rest you know on top of everything that we we're talking before so yeah everybody has their own everybody sorry to interrupt everybody has their own like homework assignment in a sense as they're going into that fitness lab mm -hmm. like if you know you're not supposed to get your heart rate to a certain point you're wearing a heart rate monitor to kind of show you where you need to end up um, and they, they have their, their cues. They know when to pull back. They know when to pick it up. They know at what exact moment throughout the class they're supposed to, to hit it. Um, it's the same concept as when I had PT clients. Like you're going back to your group fit, like you're going back home to your group fitness area and you're going to see me when you need to, but you're going to go back home and you need to understand and you need to be self-empowered and self-educated or not self-educated. I educate you, but you need to have that, that tool that's going to help you uh i guess navigate through that group fitness workout because unfortunately sometimes you do go in a group fitness setting and the coach doesn't always know exactly what they need to be doing yeah um to help you so wouldn't you rather walk into a place feeling empowered and understanding like hey when i see this exercise because i know it's probably going to show up i'm going to do this instead and i'm going to i'm going to feel good about it like i'm not you know taking a shortcut like i'm not holding back but i'm doing what my body can do because i understand what's going on in my mm -hmm. body now you you, you mentioned buy-in uh, earlier and a big part of buy-in is like, you know, the trust that you build within, within your community. Right. And it, and it, it's very obvious that, you know, yourself and, and the coaches that you have around you are very educated on, you know, what they, what your client base needs and how to get them to where they need to go. Right. 
but yeah. besides that, besides like the, the information base, right? Because not, not necessarily everyone ha comes from PT school or, or has a master's degree in the field, right? How do you get your clients to buy into, you know, like you were talking about homework or, you know, the metabolic card and all that stuff. So, because, you know, some people just want to come in and move around and feel good. Yeah. But in the meantime, you know, as they're doing that, they, they should be learning more about their body and learning more yeah. about the sensations that they're feeling and the cues that lead them to make the decisions right. that they make. Right. So how do you get your member base to buy into all of that, except for just, you know, throwing a bunch of knowledge at them. Right. Because at some times that can be, you know, overwhelming I for people I, as well. Just to understand what you're trying to uh, tell me is you're asking me, how do you get someone to want to do a metabolic heart? Or how do you get somebody to, to want to understand their body better? Not, not just want to get to do it, uh -huh. but, but really understand why they need to be doing these things and, and why right. they need to be focusing on the information that right. they're getting from the, from all of these tests and all of these different things that you guys provide, which is, which is honestly amazing, man, because yeah, you know, yeah. no one's doing this stuff. Correct. Not in a group uh, setting, <laughs> not, in no, a group not, not in a group setting and not, and not in a, in a way that it's, it's affordable for right. a lot of people and, and it's very affordable and accessible to a lot of people. So uh -huh. that's what I'm, I'm very proud of is what we're doing here. And, um, so I guess the best way is to show them results from other people, right. um, show them and, and, and let them understand that even me as, as a coach, as the person that's giving them the workout. I do it myself and mm -hmm. I've seen results from it showing those testimonials from, from the people that are, that are responsible for taking you through these workouts. It's, it's very important. Um, it holds a lot of value and, and it, and it resonates with people. And I feel like anyone that's gone into group fitness or done group fitness for a while and hasn't, or has plateaued, they don't really understand what's going to take them to that next level. It it's literally on our wall and another, Amazing neon, by the way. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go Next time we're gonna have to take a little tour, a little online yeah, 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 tour. For sure, for sure. <laughs> um, it, it's it's crack your body's code. There and, you go. And understand understand what what is that missing piece um, that you need. And so you've tried everything else. You've done you've done uh, the diets. You've done like the teas, the Herbalives, or whatever you you've tried. Um, but you haven't understood what, what makes your body tick and what's, what's going on when you're working out, you know, what's going on when you're at rest, are you at a high stress state where you're producing a lot of cortisol and you're, you're just not going to be able to lose that fat. Right. What's going to get you out of it. So, so, so that's, that's what our metabolic coach is responsible for. We have uh, two really good metabolic coaches here. So I want to bring up, cause I know you mentioned the testimonies and I think that testimonies are truly powerful, especially if you use yeah. them the right way. Mm -hmm. um, sure. Just because I want to know, and I want our listeners to, to, you know, hear some of the testimonials that, you know, people have said about that experience there at Antidote, not just only the workout experience, but the experience of the assessments and the testings for people that maybe it might've been their first time experiencing what it is to do some of these assessments and testings. And for some people like Josh, I mentioned, it might be intimidating. It might be, you know, something that is their first time and, you know, they're a little scared to do it. And yeah, you know, while yeah. they're on it, they're trying to understand it. What are some of those big testimonials that you've gotten from people like that after they experienced that and then have gone through the workouts and then realized, wow, this is, this is great information. I never knew this, this, you know, this is something I feel like I really know. What did those testimonials sound like from people like that? Well, I mean, honestly, there's this, there's this one guy who we always, me and him are competing about who has the best abs in class. <laughs> like coming, coming into the workout, he, he had, he had come from a uh, triathlon background. And he's actually, he should be up on our testimonials at some point within the next couple of weeks, um, talking about uh, his whole journey with, with Antidote. And he actually joined one of our uh, transformation challenges when we were first opening up in the studio. He actually won that challenge, ended up getting a, a hotel yeah. stay in Oof. like the four seasons or something like that. Can I join? So it was really awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you um, can just throw that our way, you know? Like, <laughs> 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 he saw, he saw a, a huge, a huge result from that. And, um, and ever since then, he's just gotten better and better and better. And actually during the whole quarantine for three months, four months while the gym was closed, he was doing his workouts and the workouts that, that we provided via Ando um, Wellness Labs Instagram Live. And, and yeah, like he came back from, from quarantine, like one of these first classes coming back and I was like, dude, you're freaking shredded right now, man. Like, what have you been doing? 
And I would see him literally like I would pass by that metabolic lab and he was in there with JC working and like had the, the, the mask on doing his testing uh, multiple times. Like he wouldn't just go once and then go back in six months. Like he was, he was on it, like using his membership, like what your membership is for. When we right. say it's like unlimited, like, yo, use that shit. Like be mm-hmm. in this club, like don't have Quan sitting down in this massage chair right now, but you be in here with the compression boots on knowing that tomorrow's leg day, like, Fresh pair of legs for tomorrow. You know, like you need to be in here. Shout out um, to Nordatech, by the there way. There we go. Shout out to Nordatech. And, and I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta ask because you, you said there was some ab checking going on between you and him, and some yeah, little yeah. ab. So who really had the best abs at the end? Oh man, it's tough. I mean, I, I want to throw it to him just because he's got the age on me. Okay, okay. Because like, you know, I'm, I'm a youngin. I'm a youngster. I still <laughs> have like, like another another ten years to get to. to if I had abs like him when I'm ten years older from now, then then I'll send him a picture and be like, yo. I love the answer. I love the Mendez and I always try to compare, you know, physiques too. But it's who has the better empanada gut, you know? Like who's <laughs> who's got more? Who's got more croquettes <laughs> in the stomach? With a little fork, with a little fork uh, uh, what, what are those called? Uh, the impressions or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like the little stamps. The little, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, funny. yeah. Uh, but so yeah, I think I think that if you if you use the membership for what it's for, if you're doing your metabolic testing, if you're doing your metabolic appointments, if you're doing your 3D scans, like it's not it's not being obsessed with a number on a scale it's it's really just seeing the changes in your body because maybe you didn't lose weight but you developed more shoulder uh girth i guess i don't know more shoulder width um when i when i got back out of quarantine i did my scan again and i realized that you know i didn't work out legs as often as i did during quarantine because i was leading these these 40 minute workouts um on instagram live four times a week and i was primarily doing legs on those days and time under tension, like barely any dumbbell weight. And I grew like three inches in my thighs, like four inches in my ass, like boom. Great. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I, had boom. Gluten, I had glutes and core day. And I had, like, the, Someone's got to hit up Lincoln like, road to go get some more, Ooh, yeah. some new clothes. You got some more, you know, you got some more girl clients on that. <laughs> had I not, had I not <laughs> done that 3d scan, I would have never known. And I saw mm. like a change in my posture as well. So these are all like small little successes that you wouldn't see if you're just doing measurements on someone or doing calipers on someone, um, that 3d scan really, it, it just shows your entire body, um, 390 degrees, really. Great. Great. I got a, I got two questions for you. One to just to follow up yeah. on what you just said, right? Like those small wins are so important for people Yeah. and there's there, the majority of people overlook them every single time that they're, 100%. that they're thrown in their face. Right. So first question, right. Is, you know, how, how do you get people to understand that, you know, what, what, you know, having better sleep quality, you know, making better food choices, you know, yeah. coming to the gym an extra time or, you know, coming to the gym when you didn't feel like coming to the gym, you know, all of these yeah. small wins. How do you get people to understand that, you know, this is really what we're talking about that will lead you to the physiological things that you're looking for? Correct. Um, so uh, I guess you're talking, there's like subjective and objective ways of doing this. Right. So like the subjective ways is literally you have to over-exaggerate every reaction to any of these small wins. Yeah. Like, literally, if you see a change in posture from somebody on that 3D scan, be like, holy shit, like, look at that posture. Like, amazing, amazing, amazing. And over-celebrate any of the small wins. Like, so what if you didn't lose a pound? Like, I don't care. Like, your posture's amazing. Your your waist looks thinner. Like, your body distributed differently over these past six weeks, like, or four weeks. Um, and, and, and then objectively is like, Hey, you've been getting better sleep. Like you're, you're being, you're being honest with me, right? Like you've been getting better sleep. You've been drinking more water. You've been doing this. Now, if you've been doing that objectively on your own and you're being honest with me, let's do this met test and see what the difference is. Right. Oh, you're, you're here at rest and your respiration rate went from 17, 18 breaths a minute to now 12 breaths a minute, now eight breaths a minute. Like, wow. Oh, your your breathing rate has gone down, which means you're being more efficient with your breathing throughout that minute. Like, amazing. You know, you you literally cut your breathing rate in half over the past six weeks. Like, incredible. So so we we praise honesty, we we encourage honesty, and we over exaggerate the small wins to give you that feeling of hey, this is actually working because it is. And even as coaches, we have certain things that we agree upon to remind people these things right no definitely i gotta agree because 
you know, when when Josh is super honest with me and I walk into that door and he tells me how sexy I look every day. Holy Jesus shit. Christ, here we go. Oh, man. Here we go. We're going to be on this. You, I hope you got another hour. We're going to be on this topic for like 45 more minutes. Here we go. I, I, that, those little micro wins every time, it, man, it just gets me going. Listen, Jenny, don't listen to this. Don't listen to this, Jenny. All we need to do is look in the DMs and we know who's sexier. So we'll just leave it at that. But my... My second question, right, is like you, you talked we've talked about, you know, COVID a little bit in, in the lockdown. Was there anything that you were able to kind of take a step back now that you had a little bit of more free time? You weren't net. Well, I'm, I'm assuming, right, because you're not in the gym doing all the th- awesome things that yeah. you guys are normally doing. Were there was there areas or, or like certain tasks or systems that you guys had in place that, uh, you know, you you were. We're able to take a step back and, and really examine from from a, a farther viewpoint that you said, like, OK, well, you know, we can do this a little better or or were there things where you're like, OK, we're going to double down on, on these, you know, four things or five things, just like little takeaways that you learned over the, the quarantine period that other people who run gyms or, you know, maybe want to start their own gym or, you know even just yeah. going on their own to be like a PT or a personal trainer or whatever, right? Is there, is there things that you were able to, cause there was a ton of stuff that Mendes and I were have, you know, mm-hmm. thrown back and forth since we started yeah. the podcast, uh, which, you know, started over the quarantine. Was there anything yeah, that you learned? Some other things too, like personally yeah. that I saw, like some growth and development with that stuff too. Yeah. So could you kind of, you know, dive into uh, some of those things, elaborate as much as you want, just so, you know, our listeners and the people sure. who are going to be watching this on YouTube, uh, can really get a better understanding of like, okay, well, I'm not alone in this. These are the same thoughts I've had, or maybe you know, I can I can kind of implement some of this stuff and adjust it in my my own gym and, and my own business yeah. so that I can I can further myself and grow and continue to build. And we love hearing this because so many coaches have um, unique answers and different answers too. You know, believe it or not, which is great because it gives us feedback, gives the users feedback, and and you can learn a lot. So we definitely would love to hear your yeah. your feedback on that and and that approach definitely just some um, understanding the question correct it's it's you want to understand uh you want to go back to see what i looked at or what we as a company looked at about our processes over the last three months you know where we had some downtime because of the fact that we weren't not hustle and bustle yeah anything um, see whether or not we reset things yeah anything that stuck out to you when you were able to kind of take a step back and really examine everything that you guys are doing which is you know yeah. amazing stuff man i mean honestly like I've been in the industry for 11 years and you know, this is really the first time I've, I've heard of an all encompassing program, like what you guys have. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, really kudos. That's a good thing and a bad thing because we haven't been doing our job. I know. Fuck man. <laughs> I know. I know. Right. As a, as a whole, I'm going to have to take yeah. Josh down to Pinecrest closer to my area. Yeah. To come yeah I was up. thinking like, all right, man, if you, if you do this every day, I guess I, I can figure it's so hard to get me to leave the beach, man. It's so hard. It's like, I literally do this. Like I, I used to teach at five o'clock in the morning, four times a week. Wow. Like I would leave the beach at four fifteen, get here by like four forty. Yeah. You know, I mean, honestly, the beach is a, it's a 22 minute drive at four o'clock in the morning. It's yeah. A 25 minute drive. Uh, I leave at five, five thirty, five forty, And I get here yeah. at six oh five. By 9 a.m. It's an hour and a half. Look, Josh is going <laughs> to, yeah. Josh is going to meet you at Yardbird and he's going to yeah. hitch a ride with you. Yeah. I'm more of a yard <laughs> house type of guy, but I'll meet you at Yardbird. Let's go. You're right down the street. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah so, so what are those what are those processes? What are the things so that you've really as I, learned? As I, as I mentioned, like we're we're very good um, about growing. We're very good about like this entire three months. I don't think I I can say that I was bored ever. Um, whether it was you know shooting or programming um, the Instagram lives, because because not only did we program for for this stuff that we got going on in here in the brick and mortar, but uh, we'd have to program for each one of those live classes. It wasn't just get get behind a camera and like talk shit for forty minutes, like. There's a, there's a, there's Are a, you saying something about what we do? You guys definitely plan for these podcasts. You have questions and stuff, too, so that takes time. Yeah. 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 With yeah. a little uh, shit talk. With a little di- you know, dick and <laughs> fart joke sprinkled guys, in there. We'll call, that, we'll call that like your personality sprinkled in yeah. there. There you go. Um, but, but, yeah, I think, I think we, we definitely over we, – we went over a lot of our things saying like, hey um, – this is the current process we have for metabolic lab. What can we do to adjust it? Oh, can we get the person to see you earlier? Can we get them to see you later? Can we, do we have to open up availability? Um, what are the barriers that are getting people to stop uh, or, or not getting people in here? 
Like, what do we need to do? How can we work together as an ecosystem to, to make this thing uh, successful? And, and those are kind of things that we kind of looked at. Um, recovery lab, how like we moved the recovery lab in here to a different spot just so that it have more traffic. Um, big things happened in the studio, like big renovations happened in the studio while, while people were out. Um, we invested a lot into because we thought or we understood that it would make things better, not only as a coach, um, your experience once you're in there, but as a member taking the class based on how things were organized before, like we adjusted things. Um, so for me, myself, as a PT and as a coach, I feel like prior to COVID, I was coaching quite too much um, and not doing enough PT. And I feel like for me to live a balanced life and to feel like I'm being uh, true to myself and what I need to make myself feel good as I need to do more PT and less coaching. So find that easy balance um, and more coaching, sorry, more PT, less coaching, more coaching development. So it's, it's passing on my knowledge to, to more people to create more. God bless um, you for that, man. Yeah. Thank, thank you. <laughs> we need that. more, we need more coaches like that. Yeah. For that's, sure. that's, it's, it's very, it's, it's super no hidden important secrets. for me. Yeah. And, and, and it's very important to, to empower coaches that I would, I would have loved to have somebody tell me this shit when I was younger, like tell me this stuff uh, that I'm telling the coaches now. And that's and, why you're telling them. Yeah, exactly. When I'm, when I'm great observation. But, but, but yeah, like I wish, I wish that when I was 24 years old, 23 years old, thinking that I was the shit, like, mm -hmm. no, like someone needed to humble me down and, and explain these things to me in, in a, in a way that was, that would sink in. Um, to where I could, it's not that I didn't develop it later on, but it took so many like hits to the head to like get it done. Um, where like, if I could, have, I could avoid you getting or hitting that brick wall or hitting that speed bump along the road, like why not? At least I did, like I said, it's almost like you tell, you tell everybody to do a deadlift and you didn't tell people to keep their back flat. Like, yeah, you know, to keep your back flat, but like you didn't tell people like you, you made that mistake. So you didn't you do it. <laughs> yeah, you didn't do your due diligence. You didn't tell people to do what they had to do. Um, so it's like the same thing with me. Maybe that person or that coach needs to hit that speed bump or needs to hit that brick wall, but it's not going to be because I didn't tell them they were going to hit it. Yeah. You know, like I already told you how to avoid it. I already told you how to, how to get over that speed bump, but you chose to hit it yourself. Well, that's what happens. But now you now, now it becomes much more of a lesson because you're like, oh, yeah, I, I already knew that was, this was coming and somebody told me about it. I still did it. But now it's like it's sunken and I'm never going to do it again. That's uh, I mean, that's a great lesson for a lot of people to learn, man, especially yeah. for, you know, those of us who have been in the industry for a while. I think it, it really is upon us to, you know, do the things like what you're doing, uh, you know, even use opportunities like what we have with the podcast to really try to enlighten uh, the people who are just starting in the field or who are a little unsure about the direction that they need to take their coaching career. And so, yeah. You know, kudos to you, man. I think you got a really great thing going. I I know we're almost at an hour now. With uh, the time flies, so before yeah. before Mendez uh, asks his final question, which he loves to do, I want to give you a, I want, which is awesome. I want to give yeah. you an opportunity. You know, just to let everyone who's going to be watching this on YouTube and who's going to be listening to the audios on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, uh, yeah. where they can find you. You know, uh, if they want to come take the classes, where exactly Anecdote is in Pinecrest, yes. and uh, you know, any anywhere that they can find information from you as uh, to you know how they can further their own training uh, career, whether it be like as a yes. as a member or as a, a coach. Yeah. So um, you can find me at Anecdote Wellness Labs. I'm here on one one four two three South Dixie Highway. You already heard. If you don't know where that is, it's Sunnyland Plaza next to the Flanagan's. Boom, the Flanagans. Hey, everyone knows where the Flanagans is at. Everyone knows where the Flanagans is at. Easy thing. To, I, I yeah. can say Piola. I can say any other restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> nice. yeah Flanagans, everybody knows what it. Great. Um, so that, that's kind of the spot where we're at. Um, and so you can come and catch me morning, nighttime, whenever you want. I'm on the schedule. Awesome. Can't um, wait to come take one of your classes. Me. Yeah. Dude, I'm going to drag you over here. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's do it. Right. Saturday, Saturday morning, 8 a.m. We make it happen, dude. All right, man. That's no problem. That's I'm usually at Flamingo well. Track. Uh, and then on your way there, you pick me up. Because okay, I'm in yeah, South so Miami. Happens, yeah, that's even better, dude. He like, just wants to ride in the yeah. car with us. He's jealous. <laughs> He's going to be jealous. <laughs> um, and they can find me also at Inspire Health on, on Instagram. 
I've had that handle since uh, 2010 or whenever Instagram seven started. There we go. Got my Instagram. There we yeah. go. Locked that thing down, never changing it. Smart. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's where they can find me. And and I guess what I what I want to tell people is that um, like getting to the, the position where I'm at now, it has its up and ups and downs. And like honestly, like throughout PT school, it was extremely difficult to do PT school and coach class. I was coaching. Uh, 14 classes a week at that Shit. point. True. It's and, a lot. Um, yeah. And, and while I was doing full-time PT school, so it was through my rotations, like I coached at four 30 in the morning, coached at five 30 in the morning, went to school from eight to five studied. Like literally I was known in PT school for falling asleep. Same. <laughs> Same. And, and I feel anywhere, you. And anywhere there was like a moment for me to lay down on that couch, that community couch that we had in our, in our, in our communal space. Like that was mm. me. It was exactly six foot two. Like, for my body to fit in there flat. <laughs> knock out, like, Perfect for you. My sleeping pattern was so bad that like I would immediately fall into REM. Like my body's like, this guy's sleeping. Made it, made it. Put him right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get that recovery I, going. Initially, like, I, I swear I would dream within seconds of falling asleep. Uh, and remember the Dream about not like, wanting to wake up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, but like, it, it was worth it for me because I, I did want to build, um, my community along the way and, and teach people through my Instagram. Like I would continue to post like when I was studying, I would always timestamp everything when I was waking up, like people understand the grind the entire way and they yep. won't understand it unless you show them hundred percent. You know? Awesome. So I was, I was very public with, with everything that I did. Um, like, I mean, if you were my stalker, you would probably like be able to be there whatever, because like, I was literally like, boom, I'm here studying. Boom. I'm here at the library. Boom. I'm here in PT school. Boom. I'm here at Orange Theory. Boom. I'm here. Like, understand that like it, it was it's not easy but but if you have the will for it you have the way like i literally cried when i submitted my last paper uh for pt school because you know it felt so fucking good to hell like, yeah i bet man and, yep. and never give up along the way and, and have those trials and tribulations and and those things that make you stronger yeah but, i couldn't um, agree yeah. more man i couldn't agree more yeah. i completely i i understand you know from my own path getting to where i am you know it's very yeah. very similar to yours and it's it's not easy you know, it's yeah. not easy. I mean, even the way, you know, Mendez rose up the ranks, not easy. It's, you know, it's a very difficult field to be in. It's grind, it's consistency, and people don't understand that. Yeah. Like, that's all. Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's literally like, it's how long can you do this for and how consistent can you be? Yeah. Are you going to show up when there's only three people? Are you going to show that's up right. only when there's 50 people? Are you going to show up when there's nobody there? Yeah. Are you going to be there? And, and, and once people see that, then they understand like, hey, this guy's going to be, and then they'll put their trust in me. Yeah. No, I really appreciate you. you so I was just saying, I really appreciate you sharing all that because it's truly inform yeah. Uh, informative. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, the worst thing you can ever do for somebody is, is not show up. 100%. Yeah. So, so now with, with all this value, man, tremendous value, and I appreciate you, you know, coming on here and, and delivering this. I got three questions for you. Um, I'll start off, you know, one at each one. Um, first one, I know you mentioned um, new things with Antidote. My question is, are you guys expanding other locations and where to? Yeah. If you can uh, mention. Yeah, um, definitely, definitely, and definitely. Um, it's kind of like he knew. I know. Right? <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. Uh, maybe maybe I, I, I saw one of these podcasts here and there. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, oh, man, I don't know if I can mention it, though. I can, I can say it's going to be much closer to you, Mendez. Uh, maybe a little bit north of that. Okay. So more uh, like Gables area. No, no, mm -hmm. like more north, more like more northeast. Okay. That. Okay. Like, oh, like the Grove. Something. <laughs> yeah, just keep keep naming them until he gets in trouble. <laughs> keep naming. Oh, so like right on this street on like Bird Road where like, you know, right next to the Dunkin' Dunk. <laughs> but, but yeah, definitely be on the lookout for that. Um, Sounds good. I mean, we, awesome. we've, been, we've honestly, we've been pushing so hard to like try to keep things on schedule as much as we can. Um, it's very hard as a company. I don't know if anybody's ever had it or anybody listening has experience with building things out. Uh, there's always things that happen, but hey, mm -hmm. who knew or who could have predicted a, a four-month lockdown? Damn. No, nobody. Damn. Um, but yeah, definitely big plans, big plans for the future for Antidote. Um, and, and yeah, as far as mentioning everything, uh, not yet, but, but well, definitely. When you can, when you can, we'll have you back on the podcast. Definitely. In person. Yeah. yeah. In person. It's be good. Yeah. So question number two. Um, 
and this is just this just goes in your in your whole entire career. It doesn't have to be only an antidote. So in your whole entire career teaching group, what's the craziest and wildest shit you've ever seen? Literally has to do with shit. <laughs> you did? Wait, what? No, somebody Tell- shit themselves. Oh, really? Like in the in the like on the floor? Oh man, on, on a bench. Like oh wow, yeah. dude. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah, that was that was yeah. I, I, Horrifying. I can't even. You know, I've had people fall off treadmills. I've had people, you know, like snap rowers in half. Like they, they ripped the, the the handle off the rower. It was like a rope, like the water rowers. Now okay. I have that. Yeah. Rope. Yeah. I've I've had like them ripped that apart. Um, but I think honestly, like it's hard to it's hard to be more horrifying than it was shitting you can't, yourself, dude. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like, you can't. You can't like. It's not about just shitting yourself, but like the shit like, in public. Went, went, <laughs> yeah. went through the pants. So oh no! Was, Hopefully they were wearing white, so it was really no. They were not oh, wearing man. white; they were wearing black. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm you're like, like I remember every detail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's 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 tough, but man. I mean, it happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I, I, I know me and Josh have shared. We shared. There was one podcast where we shared some really horror stories that oh, we've man. seen too, at Equinox and other many. gyms, and too many. that was pretty wild. So too many if you go back yeah. in our in our solo convos, you'll you'll be able to pick, hear some of my stories that Ooh. involve yeah, yeah. shitting as well. Oh. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I, I completely forgot about that. Yeah. So uh, definitely crazy. So last question. What is the biggest piece of advice you can leave to all our users and listeners today? Whatever advice it is, could be coaching, life, whatever it is you want to deliver. Why'd you get so sensual? Why'd you get so sensual with that delivery? Life, whatever. Because we're wrapping things up. Yeah. Yeah, It it, it all has to do with that consistency, man. Always, um, Always stay on it. You know, like I said, show up for two people, show up for 10 people, show up for 20 people, show up for, and eventually you're showing up for 200 people, you're showing up for 500 people. Um, but the second you get discouraged based on how many people are viewing your shit or how many people are, are in there with you, like that's, that's, you don't need that, you know, I don't need that approval. Um, so stay consistent, stay on the grind and, and let people know. Guys, you heard it. Stay consistent. Stay on the grind. And yeah. People thank, thank you for being on one. I, you know, I can't wait to come down, check out the facility, uh, yeah. take a bunch of classes, sweat, make an ass of myself. So <laughs> looking forward to as it. Long, as long as you don't show yourself, you're good. Bro. Yeah, yeah I'll right. try not to. I'll try not to. <laughs> we'll, we'll stay away from the empanada till after the class. Then, uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Then so we'll take care. Yard the night before. We'll, we'll leave that for Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. yeah. We'll leave that. We'll leave that for, for after. I might yeah, get a that's salad. That's Sunday's deal. I might yeah. get a salad. <laughs> yeah, I might. I might still get a salad there. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. But thanks, man. We really appreciate yeah. it. No problem. All right, guys. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to Sweat It Out with Anthony Mendez and Josh Evans. Enjoyed this episode? Make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review.